everybody, and welcome back to I Just Want to Talk About the Bible. If this is your first time joining us, then let me just welcome you and say that I'm very glad that you're here. My name is Christian Keeter, and I live in the southeast of the United States of America with my amazing, beautiful, godly wife, Lacey, and our two wonderful daughters, Felicity and Serenity. So today we're going to be talking about something super practical and super important, and if you do this, if you really take this stuff seriously, it'll, it'll change your life. It'll completely change your life, and I can say that with confidence because I'm experiencing it changing my life right now, too. And so what we're talking about is the mind. It's our thoughts. It's thinking about what we think about. It's paying attention to what goes on between our ears because we realize that if we don't control our thoughts, our thoughts are going to control us. This is uh, very, very important uh, for us to understand. Uh, now, this is something that we've talked about in previous episodes before. Um, for example, episode 20, Give Thanks to the Lord for He is Good. I, I get into some uh, similar content in that episode. And um, episode 26, Taking Thoughts Captive 101, I get into some of this stuff there too. And also, I'm sure in, in other episodes, I just touch on a lot of this content. And so before proceeding, though, I want to give credit where credit is due and say that a lot of the stuff that I'm about to share is not going to be necessarily original with me. I'm just sharing with you my journey of beginning to really apply the content, and I hope that makes sense. So um, Pastor Craig Groeschel, uh, I've talked about his book on the podcast before, Winning the War in Your Mind. It's a book that I think that every Christian should read. It's, it's phenomenal. It's uh, really getting into what we're going to be talking about today uh, in even more depth, with guided life applications that will help you to take the content and not just read the book and say, wow, that was a great book, but actually begin to apply it in your life. Because we know if you have information but you don't apply it, what difference does it make in your life at all? It's, I mean, we might feel good. It's like, yay, I read another book, but if I'm not applying the content, then how am I changing? How does that help me? I mean, the same even is true with our, you know, our relationship with the Word of God. If we're just reading the Bible but we're not applying the Bible, then like James says, we are being forgetful hearers. We are deceiving ourselves. We are, um, we are not being doers. We are just being hearers. Um, so, having said that, um, like I said, Craig Rochelle uh, was was one of the big influences, and also Dr. Caroline Leaf, who is a uh, Christian neurologist who approaches this um, pretty heavily from a scientific standpoint as well. Um, but she's a believer. These these have been some people who have really instructed me in this area. And, uh, and my wife, Lacey, has really helped me a whole lot to see what it looks like to practically take the content of these books and to put into action. So uh, before we get into the bulk, let me just share with you guys a story from my own life recently. So I've shared in this podcast before that I have wrestled with various emotions throughout the course of my life, um, and not just my life BC, but through my Christian life as well. There have been um, emotions like... Um, anxiety and fear and guilt and shame and depression and sadness and uh, irritability and uh, you know uh, discontentment and things like that just a lot of just varying you know emotions like that that have come and gone and, uh, and so there was a lot of up and down in my life and there wasn't necessarily a lot of um, I don't know I, I guess stability because it's almost like I could go to sleep one night feeling encouraged, feeling built up, uh, and then wake up the next morning feeling down, not even necessarily fully sure why. And then I would have a lot of trouble shaking that. And so, um, you know, I've said before that 
you know, our emotions are our responsibilities. And so we have to um, be mature and we have to say, okay, if I'm feeling something or something like that, then I, 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 if I actually want to move forward, then I have to say, okay, I need to do something about this. I need to wrestle this out with the Lord. So what I had been doing, my relationship with the Lord, I always seem to be drifting towards complexity. And this is, this is all one big story leading up to the point here. I always seem to drift towards complexity. And what I mean is this, I find, I would find myself being so fearful of forgetting what God had shown me. Like if he showed me something, I would be so fearful that I'd be like, oh no, I'm going to forget it. I, and I don't want to forget anything that God has said to me, which of course, none of us want to forget it. Again, we don't want to be forgetful here. We want to be doers, uh, doers who act. And so don't want to be forgetful, but I would get, so what would happen is this, this would begin to like dominate my time with him. My entire time with God would sometimes just be updating journal entries, trying to write down what I think it is that he showed me and really, you know, squeeze every single ounce that I could out of that, which that's not a bad thing to fully understand what God is saying. But this is part of what was happening. I was so busy coming with my own agenda to my time with the Lord that I was probably quenching the spirit and not following his lead as to what he wanted to talk about, what he wanted to show me. You'll remember um, Mary and Martha. Martha um, was distracted with much serving. You can read about this in Luke 10, 38 through 42. Martha was distracted with much serving, but Mary, what did she do? She sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. And that's what I needed to be doing. I just needed to be sitting at his feet and listening to his teaching, Um, not trying to take control of the conversation and force my time with him to go a certain way, but just to sit at his feet and say, Lord, what do you want to talk about? What do you want to say to me? What just being open. And, um, and just as a side note, that doesn't mean not asking the Lord for wisdom. We're invited to ask for wisdom. We've talked about this in the podcast many times at this point. And so that doesn't mean not, coming to the Lord with stuff. It does mean, though, um, following the Spirit's lead and just being sensitive to whatever God wants to talk about. So I think there were probably a lot of time, a lot of times I was focusing on these journal entries where I should have quite possibly focused on something else because God might have been wanting to say something else to me than for me just to review these things. But to put it in perspective, there was one day where I think I probably took the total of about um, like two hours, not all at once, but before the day was over, two hours and I finally got my journal entries like up to date and stuff like that. And it's, and, but you see, I just, I was kind of back to zero. I hadn't necessarily made any forward movement. I had just documented stuff that had happened up to that point. And I just began to be like, you know, this isn't, and I didn't feel good afterwards. You know, it was, it was a burden. Remember Jesus says that his yoke is easy and his burden is light in Matthew. I believe that'd be 1130 in Matthew 1130 talks about how his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And so I was not feeling that. It was feeling burdensome and heavy and weighty. And, um, you know, I was talking to my wife Lacey about this at one point. And, um, and this is all still in the context of I'm, I'm doing this. I'm, you know, also trying to, you know, just keep on just it, it, my time with the Lord is really becoming burdensome. And um, all the while I was still, you know, would have good days and bad days emotionally. And. Uh, and it was, and so all that was a bit of a struggle. So Lacey and I were talking about this and, um, we were talking about how I seem to naturally just drift towards, um, complexity. Cause there's been many times where I have come to this, a similar realization where I'm like, okay, I'm just going to start over and only going to write down X, Y, or Z in my journals. And it always just seems to get more and more complex. And I just seem to drift towards that. And so we were talking about it. And, you know, one of the things that we talked about was how the Holy Spirit is our, um, is our remembrancer, 
Uh, you, you might have heard him called that before. In other words, he'll bring to our remembrance what Jesus has um, said. Uh, you know, he said that to his disciples in, in John um, 14 here. I, I didn't pull up the scripture. But in John 14, Jesus says that he will bring to our um, remembrance all that uh, that he has said. Okay, yeah, I found it. I found it here now. It's John fourteen twenty six. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. And so that's the, the end of the verse. And so that's Jesus, of course, talking to the 11 disciples because Judas has already left. But it, it communicates this truth that, you know, I don't have to be so afraid of forgetting something. Like, it's good to keep things before me. It's good to focus on the things that, you know, God is teaching me um, every day. But I don't have to live in this fear of that because the Holy Spirit will bring to my remembrance what the Lord is saying to me. And so I share that just to hopefully help lighten a burden to somebody who's listening right now, just to say, yeah, focus on what he's saying to you each day, but don't get caught up in this big burden and don't be driven by fear because the Holy Spirit can remind you. And so um, Lacey and I were talking about this and um, just um, she, she recommended um, that I just really kind of get back to the to the basics of even what it means to have a walk with the Lord. And so through the, through the course of the conversation, um, I decided, um, okay, just just gonna just gonna pray and meditate on the scriptures. And then she also recommended um, declarations. Now declarations, um, this is uh, something that Craig Rochelle talks about in his book a lot. and this is what I really want to talk a lot about today this notion of declarations. Because um, I had been doing a lot of stuff, but I hadn't been doing this. And and Lacey was right. She was absolutely right. And I can just go ahead and say, I've been applying the content that we're going to be talking about today. Um, it's you know It probably started, it's I don't know, over a week now, but, but it's made all the difference in the world. Like, all the difference in the world. And it's so encouraging how quick there's been a shift. And so, um, uh, what, what do we mean... When we say declarations, uh, well, it's basically, and again, Pastor Craig Rochelle gets about this in the book, Winning the War in Your Mind, but it's saying out loud things that are true about you, about the Lord, about um, your life. And the reason why you do that is because you're, you're re, it's almost like training wheels to relearn how to think. Because uh, we have ways that we just naturally think. We have mental paths that we run down. We just naturally do it. And, um, and, and a lot of times, you know, they, you've probably realized plenty of times that a lot of the anxiety that you feel is tied to things that aren't even based in reality. You'll be anxious or fearful about things that don't even happen. And so that just shows that our thoughts are not infallible. And so we should question our thoughts. We should look at the emotions that our thoughts are making us feel and then question our thoughts to see if they're true and then what we need to do about it. Um, in fact, before moving on, let me just share a couple of scriptures here. Um, what we're talking about, Romans 12, 2, it's a, uh, it's a famous passage, but it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Um, then over here in Philippians four, beginning in verse six, I'll read through verse nine. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Then continuing in verse 8, it says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, 
whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. And that's the end of the passage. And so notice how Paul comes out with this list of things, you know, whatever is true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. So my question for you is this. If you were to um, take a, just, just to survey your thoughts over the course of a day, would it, would it fall into those categories? Are the thoughts true? Are they honorable? Are they just? Are they pure? Are they lovely? Are they commendable? You know, and, and, and so on. And honestly, it would be a good study probably to to look into each of these terms of what Paul is saying here. Because there's, like he says, um, true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable. If there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. But, and so we're... You, these are some scriptures just to kind of ground us in the word of God for what we're talking about today. It's like, what are we thinking about? We have to think about what we're thinking about. And we can tell that our thinking is off a lot of times, depending on the emotions that we're having, because behind an emotion is a thought. And so if we're having troubling emotions, if we're battling with anxiety or fear or worry or depression or guilt or shame or, you know, whatever it may be, we have to ask ourselves, why? What are the thoughts that I'm thinking that are leading to these sorts of things. And the, notice the first item in the list here, and where he says, finally, brothers, whatever is true. That's because the first question to ask yourself, is this true? And so these declarations, coming back to this, these declarations are declaring what is true. It is us choosing to say what is true regardless of how we feel at the moment, because we know true is true regardless of emotion. You know, I mean, what is true is objectively true. And so... Um, So I'll give you an example. The truth is that there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, Romans 8.1. So the truth is that, you know, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, Um, 2 Corinthians 5.21, we see it from there too. And however, even though our guilt and sin has been paid for, do you still feel guilt and shame? And I'm not talking about conviction. I'm not talking about conviction. Conviction and guilt are going to be different things, and we've, I'm sure, talked about that before on this podcast. Conviction comes from the Holy Spirit. Guilt comes from the enemy. Conviction comes with um, something you should do. It comes with a sense of, you know, um, I, I think that generally it comes with a clear um, action point, like we know what to do. It comes with hope. Um, it's not just a, a blanket of negativity that makes us feel awful all the time. And so you may feel guilt and condemnation and shame, But the truth is that Jesus paid for those on the cross. You may feel abandoned by God in your emotions, but the truth is that he said he will never leave you nor forsake you. And so, and we could go on with more examples like this. My point is this, though. If we're feeling emotions like this, we have to question our emotions. And we can't expect anybody else to do this for us. This has to be something that we need to take responsibility for. Now, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't seek help. We should absolutely seek help because the Bible talks plenty of times in the book of Proverbs alone about um, the importance of um, seeking help. You know, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. Proverbs 12, 15 is just one of those. And so uh, we could talk about that. So, but these declarations, so we're declaring what is true. It's true. It has to be based in truth. Because here, if we start declaring things that aren't true, then that's just, 
wishful thinking at best or denial at worst. I could wake up every single day and declare, I can fly. I can fly. And I don't mean figuratively, I mean literally. Like, I can fly. And it's like, you know, go outside and jump off the roof. Probably not wise. Uh, I wouldn't recommend that you do that. And so it's like, well, where where's the truth that I'm basing that out of? You know what I mean? I could say, I could walk outside and say, you know what? A billion dollars are going to fall out of the sky right now on my house. I could say that sort of stuff. And maybe a plane flying overhead will accidentally open up you know, some sort of hatch or door and a bunch of money will fly. I don't know why there's a billion dollars on an airplane. I don't know who's flying that jet. Um, but, but, and it could, it maybe, but you see what I mean? We need to make sure that it's firmly grounded in the truth of God's word. And so what I, what I'm saying here is this with every declaration, there needs to be a corresponding scriptural truth. So what do we do? We declare what is true biblically, regardless of how we feel, because the more we do it, the more our thinking is going to line up with this. So perhaps it would actually just be helpful now to give you a few illustrations. So let me pull up some that I have been writing. Again, I I have so many more that I want to write, Um, but this is how I've been doing it. I've been writing declarations based on things that I know are true areas where I need to grow, and I'm just kind of informing my mind with the truth of God's word. And I write these things, and underneath them, I put uh, a, a passage of scripture or a few verses, not not too many, because again, I don't want to make this super complicated. I want to keep it simple. And then I try to read these things out loud multiple times a day, and ideally at least three times a day, because um, I believe that the more I do this, the more it's going to sink in. It's, um, it's you know, the more that you, and, and the I think the, this illustration comes from Pastor Craig Rochelle's book, where it's like, okay, if there's a path that you're used to walking down, then, you know, the, the, there's no grass on it because it's been stomped down. It's an easy walking path. It's a clear trail. And, the you know, the natural tendency would be to go running down that path. It kind of happens automatically sometimes. And, however, when we're beginning to do what we're doing right now, declaring things and, you know, taking thoughts captive, then it's like forging a new path. And so the idea is the more you do it, the easier it gets. And, and it's hardest when you first start because it's like new uncharted territory but to stick with it. And so these declarations, like doing it multiple times a day, are one way practically to help with that. And because remember, these things are true regardless of not regardless of whether or not you feel like they're true. And I just see, and just as a side note, before I even get into this, y'all, I just see people just completely trapped in mental strongholds. I've been there. I've been there. Where it's just like, um, it's just from the outside looking in, you can look and say, man, they're just... Uh, they're just kind of keeping themselves trapped in this, you know, negative emotion or this cycle of thinking, and it's just not true. And, you know, you try to talk to them, and they might even agree with you about it, but they seem kind of trapped. And this is part of the answer. This is part of what it looks like practically to be transformed by the rule of your mind. This is, in another way of speaking, preaching to yourself. It is reminding yourself of the truth of God's word, regardless of how you may or may not feel. So, let me give you a few declarations, just uh, ones that I've written out, and then I'll even tell you some more that I want to write out. So these are just in the order that I have them written down. Um, First one, because the Lord is with me, I am stable, consistent, and steadfast. I am not tossed to and fro by my emotions. Rather, like a little child who looks to his parents when scared or distressed, I look to my father for comfort and stability. Both inwardly and outwardly, I live at peace. And then the scripture I put underneath that is Psalm 16, 8 through 9. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad. And my whole being rejoices. My flesh also dwells secure. 
Um, that passage, Psalm 16:8, is is a passage, a verse that that Lacey has shared with me a few times, and it really just really resonated with me. And um, and that's the truth. And so I'm just you know I'll say this. It's like okay, I'm setting the Lord always before me, because He's at my right hand. I shall not be shaken. So another one, and this is one that I'm really um, leaning into this week is. I continually give thanks regardless of my circumstances and emotions. My days are an endless stream of gratitude to the Lord for who he is and all that he's done for me. And then the scriptures, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, which says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Um, another one, I don't know everything, and I don't have to always be right. I'm a learner and a listener, not a know-it-all. I can learn something from everyone. And then Proverbs 18.2 is the verse underneath it. It says, A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. I included that um, declaration because, you know, just being transparent with y'all, I had seen some real pride and arrogance in me. I had seen myself trying to be like the spiritual police when I would listen to somebody speak about the Bible, um, like give a sermon. I would spend the time a lot of the time assessing whether or not I thought it was biblically accurate instead of actually just trying to receive from God. And I think I probably quenched the spirit um, because he had things he probably wanted to show me. Now, this doesn't mean shutting off your minds. And obviously we want to ask the question, is what I'm hearing biblical? That's a good question to ask. But I I had taken it way too far. I had become like the spiritual police and the arrogance was that I believe that I knew what was right and I had the right to assess whether or not this person was being biblical. Very arrogant, very arrogant. And so I don't know everything. And, um, and I, I, I'm not going to go down, you know, all of this, um, because that would just take too long. I just pick out a few more. Um, here's a really short one. In fact, shorter is typically better with these because it's just more portable. I think, how does Andy Stanley say it? He says, uh, um, if it's, if it's portable, it's memorable. And if it's memorable, it's portable, or maybe it's, if it's portable, if it's memorable, it's portable. It's something like that, but it's really good. And it's true. And so here's another one. I do what's right. Not what's easy. And, you know, I actually was inspired by Lacey for that one, because one thing I'll hear her say to our daughters is, um, we do the right thing no matter how we feel, which, amen. What she's doing for our daughters in that moment is such, like, Felicity and Serenity have no idea the blessing that Lacey is giving them through doing that. Because here's the thing, for us right now, I mean, again, I don't know how old you are, um, but we're adults which means that we have a long history of just mental baggage. And what I mean is this, we have spent our life um, learning how to think and getting well-established thinking patterns. And, you know, and over the course of time, strongholds can be built, mental strongholds. And so the what we're doing right now is forging new paths and stopping doing, we were, stopping doing something we were already doing. For our daughters, um, they're young. Felicity will be five in December. Serenity will be two in September. I mean, they're young. And and for Lacey to instill in them this sort of thinking that young will serve them for their lifetime. We do what's right regardless of how we feel. And so this one that I just wrote, I do what's right, not what's easy, um, was inspired by that. And another one is, um, let's see here. 
Oh yeah, I put others first. I'm others-centered, not self-centered. I look not only to my own interests, but also to the interests of others. I run to the back of the line. I hurry to the low seat. I live to serve, not to be served. And the scripture is Mark 10, 42-45, which says, And Jesus called them to him and said to them, You know that those who are considered rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. But it shall not be so among you, but whoever would be great among you must be your servant, and whoever Whoever would be first among you must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. And then last one. I could keep going, but let me just, I'll give you one more. It says, I'm a joyful person, regardless of my circumstances. God has filled my heart with joy. He is the source of my joy. And the scriptures are Psalm 4, 6 through 7, that say, there are many who say, There are many who say, who will show us some good? Lift up the light of your face upon us, O Lord. You have put more joy in my heart than they have when their grain and wine abound. And then Psalm 1611, which says, You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And so we could talk more and more about this. I could share, and those are just some of the ones that I've written. That's not all the ones I've written. And I'm writing some, I want to write some about just the character of the Lord, um, uh, how he sees me, just and all sorts of stuff like that, because I just realized there's so many areas where I have just had wrong thinking. I really have. And so how I've been doing this is I try to, like I said, read these things multiple times a day, but there will be, you know, one or two that I really focus on for that week. And those are the scriptures that I really try to focus on, uh, the ones that are associated with that. And I just really try to say it and then move on. But I just try to be led by the Spirit in this. Again, I don't want to quench the Holy Spirit. I just want to give him total authority and just say, Lord, whatever it is that you want me to focus on, I want to focus on. Because this is what I know. When you try to do something in your own power, something spiritual in your own power, or let, let me even bring it here. When I try to record a podcast and it's something that I'm just trying to crank out, y'all, it's awful. Like I'm pausing, I'm re-recording, I'm doing it over and over and over again. But when I follow the Spirit... It just, it flows. And you know this to be the case. Think about times when you're spending time with the Lord and you're spending time focusing on what he wants you to. You're reading what he wants you to. You're you're meditating on scripture that he wants you to. You're praying about stuff that he wants to talk about. It is a vibrant time. And so it's, uh, you know, I try to do that. But then the other can also be true where it, sometimes it can just feel really dry. And, and there, there's multiple reasons why our time with the Lord could feel dry. But one of the possible reasons is, well, we just spend our time focusing on something that, you know, where he wanted, he was somewhere else and wanted us to see something, um, wanted to show us something else. So we have to be like Mary and sit at his feet and listen to his teaching. But so with this, this has been super encouraging. Um, you know, one thing that I've also been trying to do, cause we're talking about the mind and, and I got this from my mentor. He gave me a handout and, um, and it was very helpful that we willingly give control of our minds over to the spirit of God, that we willingly and audibly say, Lord, I yield my mind to you. I yield my thoughts to you. I pray that you that you take over, that you guide my thoughts. I, and listen, we don't lose, you know, like I'm not I'm not saying that we like go on some sort of like Holy Spirit autopilot. So that's not what I'm saying. Not like you lose control, but it's just bring it under the authority of the Holy Spirit and say, "Lord, please guide my thoughts today. Please take control, take over. I yield my mind to you and I want my thoughts to line up with the word of God." That's what I want. I want my thoughts to be your thoughts. Um, and uh, I want to just, um, I want to walk that way. And so this is something that's been very helpful for me. Like I said, I, I owe a great debt of gratitude um, to my wife, Lacey, for helping me uh, really to simplify my my 
spiritual life, getting back down to the basics of what's really important, and then just learning to preach to myself and declare these things daily. Because you guys, it has been helpful, so helpful, so quickly. And so here we are. Where are you in this? What is your thought life like? And you can start, you can kind of work backwards. Think about the course of the day. What are the emotions that you feel and why do you feel these emotions? What are things that you think? And what are biblical truths that you wish that you believed more? Uh, let me let me say that again. What are biblical truths that you wish that you believe more? Things that you read the Bible and you're like, I believe this. It's in the Bible, but just in my practical life, I don't feel like I'm experiencing this the way that I should be. If you can answer that question, you are getting close to um, what a declaration should be for you. So, for example, like I shared, I've struggled with... Um, various emotions at points like you know anxiety and so on and remember what part of my the first declaration i read says it said because the lord is with me i am stable consistent and steadfast i am not tossed to and fro by my emotions and i had a scripture underneath that and so you you just have to do a little bit of work and look in the mirror and say what are the truths that i know are true but i'm just not really experiencing the reality of those things and so let me let me also just quickly say the word of god must also be combined with the spirit of god um, it's very, uh, very important. In fact, um, the man who founded the ministry, I've probably shared this on the podcast before, the man who founded the ministry that uh, I'm on staff with, Mentoring Men for the Master, he used to say, uh, he's gone on to be with the Lord, but he used to say, um, all word and no spirit, you dry up. All spirit and no word, you blow up. All spirit and all word, you grow up. And that's really insightful. That's great. And so it's the, the word of God and the spirit of God have to be combined here. And so we need to be led by the spirit. We need to, um, yes, be seeing what the truth of the word of God says and then coming to the Lord in prayer. And so the word of God, prayer, and then these declarations, these those three things put together can completely transform your life. So what does the word of God say? You know, asking the truth of that, then coming to the Lord, you know, being led by the spirit, asking him to fill you, coming in desperation and prayer asking him to give you the power and the strength to, to do all of this, and then um, and then preaching truth to yourself. And guys, and I can just speak from personal experience, it changes things. Even today, okay. So even today, woke up, um, you know, just woke up tired this morning, um, and was feeling just a little stressed this morning, a um, little... Uh, you know, just just not you know not not the not the best emotionally, not not awful, but just kind of not the best. And I paused. Now I read over my declarations. I don't remember the exact order I did this in, but I paused and I prayed. And you guys, it was just like it was like I could feel it. It was like the Holy Spirit turned on the peace faucet, and it just started coming in. It's like it just got just got filled up. And by the time I opened my eyes, I came out of that prayer very different than I went in. And so I'm speaking not theoretically, I'm speaking personally and just saying, this can help you. This will help you. And I see people, I see people who I'm like, oh, I just wish, I hope that they get this. I hope that they get this. And and I, I don't, I hope that you get this. I don't know what all is going on in your life, but I really hope you do because this could change it. This could change it. Things that you have struggled with for years and possibly even decades. It can change. It can change. Begin declaring the truth and quoting relevant scriptures and coming to the Lord in desperation. And I would encourage you, if you have not read Winning the War in Your Mind, Pastor Craig Rochelle will take you by the hand in that book and help you to apply this content. And so um, I am not, um, uh, you know, sharing this from, like I said, a teaching position, but hey, we're in the same boat. 
we're all learning. And, um, and this is something that has really, uh, really blessed me and been very helpful to me. And I hope that it will be for you too. Well, guys, that's going to be it for today. As always, I hope that you're doing well. I hope that you were blessed by this content. And I hope that each of you are um, encountering the Lord in very meaningful and impactful ways daily. And that he's uh, just transforming you from one degree of glory to the next. All right. Until next time, God bless you guys.